Hello, I'm Rabbi Pinchas Alush, and welcome to yet another episode. Join me as we illuminate our modern world with lessons from Judaism. If you enjoy the show, please show your support by subscribing to this podcast, and I hope you'll give us a five-star rating, as it does so much to help grow this community. I welcome your feedback on this episode, on any of the other podcasts, at rabbialushpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you want to learn more, please visit me on Facebook and YouTube. So friends, Friday this week, people across the globe will gather together to mark the third anniversary of the passing of my beloved mentor, Rabbi Adin Evan Israel Steinsaltz of saintly memory. Rabbi Evan Israel Steinsaltz, lovingly, lovingly known to his students as Ravadin, was recognized as a once-in-the-millennium scholar who revolutionized the world by making the entire canon of the Jewish library accessible to all with his trailblazing translation and commentary from the Bible to the Talmud, Maimonides to the Tanya, and so much more in addition to authoring over 80 books on Jewish mysticism, philosophy, and sociology, and establishing educational institutions imbued with his life mission to let my people know. I miss Ravadin terribly. For close to 30 years, my mentor and I spoke regularly. He guided my every step, illuminated my every pathway, molded my every thought, and inspired my every action. And now, ever since his passing three years ago, our world is so much dimmer and our lives so much lonelier. Nonetheless, and in spite of the profound pain and streaming tears, his spiritual presence continues to permeate our beings. His sweet voice continues to ring in our ears and his eternal teachings continue to lead our every way and his marching orders continue to prop- propel us to do more and more and more as were his parting words to me just two weeks before his passing. To encapsulate the genius of Ravadin is almost impossible. Still here, are five brief yet relevant lessons that can give us a glimpse into his eternal soul and his very raison d'etre. Lesson one, don't be afraid of death, be afraid of life. Although he would say my age may be considered advanced, I'm not afraid of death. In fact, I've never been afraid of death for I know that ultimately God is in charge of this world and of each and every life that exists within it. I'm just a player in his divine play. And if he decides that there is no need for my act anymore, I am ready to accept that. But he would continue to say, I am afraid of life. You see, I'm afraid of letting the precious moments of life go by. I question myself all the time whether I'm fulfilling my purpose to the best of my ability. And perhaps this is why I'm not afraid of death. There's an old saying that says, the one, is af- one, the one who is afraid of life is not afraid of death. Lesson number two, what is love? Again, in Ravadin's precious words, the lower level of love, he would say, is when a person basically says, I want this person or this thing close to me. But there is a much higher level of love. Say you have, let's say, a boy and a girl, and the boy loves the girl. It happens, right? Well, sometimes there comes a point where the boy comes to the girl and says, I found out that I am not the right person for you because I will ruin your life. So go to so-and-so instead. 
He is the right person for you. I suppose that is a higher level of love. Yet sadly, it's quite uncommon. Lesson number three. What to tell your misbehaving child. This was Ravadin's brilliant advice. If you see your child doing something wrong, don't tell him to stop doing this. Rather, say, please do something else. See, when you say stop doing this, you are saying a negative statement and it leaves your child with inaction. However, when you say please do something else, you are saying a positive statement and it channels your child's energy towards positive action. Lesson four, relationship with God and phantom pregnancies. This is what Ravadin would often say. You see, some women, he would say, experience false pregnancies. They believe that they are pregnant and they may even experience pregnancy symptoms. But the pregnancy is false and the symptoms are produced only by gaseous distension of the bowel. This phenomenon, Ravadin would say, also exists in our relationship with God. Some people spend much of their time imagining God and speaking about His greatness. Alice, when it comes to walking the walk and not just talking the talk and translating the spiritual experiences to actual deeds, they are missing in action. Having a true relationship with God means bringing Him down to the level of everyday acts of goodness and kindness. Otherwise, we may just be experiencing a false spiritual pregnancy. Lesson 5. What is Judaism? This is what Ravadin's answer was to that question. When people are offered a superficial version of Judaism, which is undemanding and cheap, they reject it. People want to be challenged. People turn to Judaism to make them grow. But if we all, all we offer them is feel-good stuff, it is no wonder that people reject it. Our sages in the Midrash teach that a person is obligated to say, when will my deeds reach the level of the deeds of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob? The statement speaks to the essence of Judaism that compels us to grow and reach higher levels every day. Similarly, the Shema prayer that we recite every day commands us to love God with all our heart, with all our soul, and with all of our strength. With all our strength really means that after we've served God with both inclinations, the good one and the bad, and with our entire life, we still have to do more. This, Ravadin would say, is Judaism. Thank you.